0: Um, well, several years ago, uh, we went to Yellowstone National Park. And when we went there as a family on vacation, uh, we saw just some amazing sights and scenes. And also we were able to see many different animals, uh, buffaloes, bear, uh, even saw a few wolves. But what was maybe most meaningful to me and kind of shocked me was how much there were these thermal areas all over the place, where underneath the ground, uh, there was all of this pressure that was causing water to come up through the ground and creating some really hot surfaces. And in each of these areas, there would be a sign that said, danger, thermal area, and it would say boiling water. Now, uh, there are two types of people that go to Yellowstone. There are people who stay in their cars, and they stay safe, and there are people who want to go out on adventures. Well, um, one particular day, it was about midway through the trip, it was extremely hot, and my wife Jennifer and our youngest daughter Shiloh said, we're going to stay in the car, and we're going to stay cool. And I looked at my daughter Jordan, and I'm like, we've got to go on an adventure, and so we went to one of these thermal areas all by ourselves and we were looking at it and I started telling her, we could actually discover maybe Old Faithful. And she's like, dad, really? I'm like, yeah, like we could do this. And so we started looking at these different areas and we're so excited. And the only problem was, is that I didn't read this sign as well as I should have, because at the bottom of the sign, it said this unstable ground now we're in the middle of this thermal area place all by ourselves. it says unstable ground I begin to start walking and my oldest daughter Jordan said dad I don't think you should go in there it doesn't look right and I'm like oh, I know what I'm doing I'm good and guess what happened I stepped into an area that went all the way up to my knees I could have burnt myself to smithereens probably not knowing exactly what I was doing And I thought to myself, they really should have had a sign that looked like this one that said, no trespassing, don't be an idiot and step onto the thermal area. But that sign was not to be found. Have you ever walked on some unstable ground before in your life? Have you ever been walking on sand or mud or in the back of a woods and it's mushy and you find yourself getting sunk into it. Maybe it's like a geyser, like for us. Now, the truth is, is that every single person in this auditorium and everyone on the stream this morning realizes that there is a difference between something that is solid and secure and something that is shaky and shifting. And one day, Jesus told a story about two different guys who were building a house, actually building their life, and it was two different foundations. The story goes like this. Jesus said, anyone who hears and obeys these teachings of mine is like a wise person who built a house on, what's the next two words? Solid rock. The rain poured down, rivers flooded, and winds beat against the house, but it did not fall because it was built on what? What's it say again? Solid rock. Anyone who hears my teachings and doesn't obey them is like a foolish person who built a house on sand. The rain poured down, the rivers flooded, and the winds blew and beat against the house. Finally, it fell with a crash. When Jesus finished speaking, uh, the crowds were surprised at his teaching. He taught them like someone with authority and not like their teachers of the law of Moses. Now, this story is actually two stories. It's a story of a foolish person and a story of a wise person. And these two people in this story have circumstances that hit their house. Now, if you look at it closely, what you'll find is that they are identical circumstances that hit each one of them. The rains fell down, the floods rose, and the winds blew against the house. The only difference between these two homes is what each one built their foundation upon. Now... This is a very classic story that Jesus tells that later on, people told it in many different ways. And I was thinking about the best way to communicate it on Easter, and another story came to mind. So I want to see if you can guess what this story is this morning. Now, uh, this is kind of a test of knowledge of your American literature. So you got to go back to high school, to your literature class, and this morning we're going to look at this story. In this story, each of the characters are builders, and each of them construct a house. And there is a contrast between wise building and foolish building. Now, some of you might be getting it already, because you're the literate people that are here today, okay? Now, every single one of these houses faces a test. And the ones that were built wisely stand. And the ones that were built foolishly fall. And the name of the story is called what? Oh my gosh, you're so literate. Woo! Yeah, the three little pigs, right? Each pig builds a house. And then the big bad wolf comes and knocks on each of the doors. And the the wolf says this. Little pig, little pig, let me in. And the little pigs say, not by the hair of my. I just wondered how many people would say chinny chin chin on Easter, okay? (laughs) But you're such a literate group. And two of these individuals actually built their house on junk and they never asked the question, what would happen if the wolf came? And it's a story about house building. Now this morning, this is the question that I want to ask each one of you. What are you building your house? Or more importantly, what are you building your life upon? What are you building your life on? Because the reality is this, folks, is every single one of us are going to be hit by storms. I don't know what your storm will be, but I can guarantee you this, that a storm will hit your life. And the truth is, is that some of you are going through some storms right now. You're going through a financial storm, or you're going through a health storm, or you're going through a relationship storm with someone in your family. And you know what the storm is, and the question is, what have you built your life up on to weather the storm? Because the foundation that you build it on, if you're not careful, it can be shifty and shaky kind of sand and you can actually crumble. And God doesn't want that for your life. I don't want that for your life. And it kind of leads us to our big idea this morning, and this is your first fill-in. For those on the stream, this is your first fill-in, and here in the auditorium as well, and this is it. What you build your life on determines your future. What you choose to build your life upon determines your future. Now, there's been a rock that has been on the stage this entire time, And when I stand on this rock, for some of you, you look at this and you're like, oh man, that is is tight, like he's standing on the rock, there's something solid that's right here as I'm standing on it right now. And for some of you, you might be looking at this and go, man, that's the thing that's missing in my life right now. What's missing in my life is something that would be solid and help me through all of the different storms that I come against. And it's a solid rock. Now, many of our lives, though, are more like this box. And this box is actually filled with sand. It's sand... And we stand on this in many areas of our life, and we go through our life, and we think to ourselves, well, what I'm experiencing right now, it's rock solid, but then you find out later in life, it's actually quite shaky. It's very shaky. For example, when you're a child, you say, you know what, I'll always have my parents. My parents will be strong. And then all of a sudden, they go through a divorce, or they ignore you, or there's a break between you and your parents. And all of a sudden, you realize it's very shifty sand, even the relationship with my parents. And then you uh, become a teenager, and you fall in love with someone or several someones, and you think to yourself, well, that'll be solid, that'll be secure, that'll be fine, and then they break up with you, they walk away, they hurt you in some way, and now all of a sudden you're on shifty sand. Then as you become an adult, maybe you get into a big adult relationship, you get married, and then you go through a divorce or a breakup, and all of a sudden you realize that it's shifty sand. Many people will say, well, at least I'll always have work. I'll always have my job. But I can't tell you how many people I've talked to over the last few years where they've worked somewhere for 5 years or 10 years or 15 years. I was talking to a guy just two weeks ago, 23 years. He had given his life to a company and they walked in one day and said, we're done with you, we don't need you anymore. And he said, I started weeping because I thought, Chris, that was secure. That was something that I would have all the way through retirement. It's shaky, shifty sand." Maybe for others of you, you're like, well, I'll always have my retirement, social security, my 401k, I'll always have that. And I don't know if you've seen the economy lately or what's happened with mutual funds, but what you'll notice, folks, is that it is shaky, shifting sand. And I'm telling you, your retirement, your money, your job is shaky, shifty sand. Your relationships in your life... Your spouse, your kids, your parents, your best of friends, it's shifting sand. Because the reality is, something can change just like that in a moment. And some of you have experienced that. The loss of a loved one maybe this year or over the past few years or years ago and you're like, you know, well that, when that hit, that was the first time that I knew it was shaky, shifting sand. And all of us have experienced that before. Now today is Easter. Today is a day filled with hope of knowing that there's something more than what there is what I see right now. Today is a day of hope. It's the greatest day of hope that is in the calendar year. In fact, Scripture actually says this about the one who we celebrate today. It says this, his name, the name of Jesus, will be the hope of, what's the next word say? All of what? The The world. All of your world. Everything that is in your world, Jesus says, he can bring you hope. You know, if you think about it, this word hope is one that's thrown out there often. But the way that we find whether or not it's proved or not is at its top level. At the essence of hope is, does God actually do what he says that he will do? One day there was a guy by the name of John, which was a fisherman. Jesus came and called him. And later on, John wrote a part of the Bible and he wrote these words. Maybe you've heard them before. For God so loved the world that he gave His one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him would not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save it through Him. What John is basically saying when he writes these words, and they first read them in the early church, there is this one Jesus who came to actually help you out. Not to condemn you, not to put you down. He actually came to give you hope and to give you a future. And then the question became, would God come through with this promise? So here is this guy, Jesus, whose name is a synonym for hope. And he said, the ultimate hope that you can have in life is if you will have a relationship with me. So again, I want to ask you this morning, what is it that you're building your life upon? What is it that you're building your life upon? Because what you choose to build your life upon will determine your future. What is it that you are building your life on? And if you build your life on anything else, other than Jesus Christ himself, I'm telling you folks, everything else, everything else in your life is sinking sand. Now the question that some of you might be asking right now is like, okay, I get the two kind of concepts here, and what if I choose to have a solid rock relationship with Jesus? What do I get? What do I get in a solid rock relationship with him? Well, the first thing that you get is a rock-solid love. You get a rock-solid love. I mean, believe it or not, folks, outside of food and water, what you need most is to be loved. I was looking at tons of studies over the past uh, few weeks of actual infant infant mortality rates, and... One of the things that they found is that babies actually die not by not being held or loved or cared for. It happens. And then teenagers later on in their life, they actually get wrecked sometimes by the fact that they have a love that gets broken. And then adults, what do we do? We spend our entire lives sometimes going through multiple different relationships trying to find that love that will keep us from being isolated or lonely or disconnected and folks this is what scripture says that when you come into a rock-solid relationship with Jesus Christ he gives you a love that is 24 7 365 days a year that there is nothing that you could ever do that would prevent God from loving you when you choose to have a relationship with Christ he is head over heels in love with you in every single way that you can find imaginable And His love, check this out, His love will never pull back. It will never say, oh, you didn't do this, you didn't do that. It never rejects you. In fact, Scripture says, God says this about His relationship with you. I will never fail you. I will never abandon you. I mean, every minute of every single day, from now until eternity and beyond, there is a rock-solid love that He gives to you when you come into a relationship with Jesus Christ. Now, the second thing that Scripture says that you get in this rock-solid relationship is you receive a rock-solid, never-ending, never-to-be-reversed pardon. You get a never-to-be-reversed pardon. Any wrong you've ever done, think about that. Any wrong you've ever done when you come to Christ that you've committed in your past is immediately forgiven. Everything from your past, every flub up, every mess up, every screw up is totally wiped clean. Now, most of you right now are like, Chris, that's not possible. That is not possible. And the reality is there was a season in my life where I had done one thing in college that was so bad that I thought there was no way that God could ever pardon me, He could ever forgive me for that. And for about five years, I carried this huge rock. I wasn't standing on a rock, I was actually being weighed down by a rock that was overwhelming me because I thought there was no way I could be forgiven. But I'm telling you, that's why God wants to give to you, a never-to-be-reversed pardon. And to kind of get this in our head this morning, I'd like us to repeat a phrase that will come up on the screen. And for those of you on the stream, we want you to join with us because it's better when we all do it together. And we're not uh, kind of separated. It's more fun when you join us. And I'd like us to just read this out loud together. So on the count of three, one, two, three. Any wrongdoing I have done in the past is forgiven when I turn to a rock-solid relationship with Jesus. Any wrongdoing that you've ever done is forgiven when you turn to Him. Now, it's interesting that in the Constitution of the United States, it actually gives some authority to every president to actually pardon different people. Now, many times, pardons are kind of controversial. Presidents do it at the end, and people get real uh, heated about it in multiple ways. I looked up this week that over 32,000 people in the history of our country have actually been pardoned. And you know, I was kind of putting this teaching together, and I thought, what if in the Constitution it said you can pardon anyone you want to as a president, but you have to take their place? You literally have to go into the slammer and you are left there in prison until the debt is paid in society. Now let me ask you this question and I'm sure you'll understand while I'm asking it. If that was required of presidents, how many people do you think they would pardon? Zero? Zilch? Nada! They would never do that. Well, unlike presidents or governors who have the ability to pardon people, but they don't actually have to take on whatever it is that the offense was there, there was one, Jesus Christ himself, who actually said, I will go into the slammer and we will roll reverse. I'll take on all of your sin, everything from your past. I'll stay imprisoned on a cross. And I'll go there, and you'll have freedom. And it's interesting, when Jesus was on the cross, one of the last things he said was, it is finished. And I don't think it was just about him no longer having to suffer. It was about for each one of you that whatever sin is in your life, there is a never-to-be-reverse pardon, because he took your place. And you don't have to carry it. Anymore, and some of you are carrying stuff that God has said, why don't you let that go? Psalm 103 says this as far as the east is from the west. By the way, since you did so well on the three little pigs, how far is the east from the west? The opposite side. You you can't figure it out, can you? You can't. You're not that smart. It's never ending. So far. He has removed all of your rebellion, all of your sin from you. You have a rock-solid pardon. Well, here's the third thing that you receive in a rock-solid relationship with Christ. You get a rock-solid power. You actually get a power in your life, folks. That's your next fill-in. A power in your life that you can have power to love instead of hate. Power to actually build bridges instead of build walls. You have the power to overcome temptations. You have the power to forgive people who have actually hurt you, and we'll talk about that in our next series. And I hope many of you will come. Whatever the grudge is that you might have in your life, how do we overcome that? That's what we'll be talking about. And once you get in a relationship with Christ, you have the power. You actually receive the power to get through any tough times. And I know some of you are going through some tough stuff right now. If everyone were honest and, you know, kind of like the blue man group, you could see what's on the top of the screen of what they're thinking. There would be some people in your life right now that you'd look around and you'd say, man, I didn't know they were going through that. That financial struggle, that health struggle, that storm of a relationship. But I'm telling you, when you come to this rock, when you come to this rock. You're able to stand a little bit more sturdier. You're able to walk with a little bit more confidence. And regardless of the storms that come, the trials that hit, the valleys that come, you're able to stand. And then, one last thing that you get in a rock solid relationship with Jesus Christ is this you get a rock solid assurance of where you're going when you die. You get a rock-solid assurance of knowing exactly where you'll be when you take your last breath here on earth. You know, on the Friday before Easter, when Jesus hung upon a cross, the reality is, is that the disciples Felt everything was very, very shaky and shifty and there wasn't any stability. They thought to themselves, we'll never see Jesus again. The promise that he gave us that we would be with him forever. I guarantee they doubted that this isn't there. This isn't going to happen. And how do we know? Because they all walked away when he died on the cross. Only John and a few of the women were there. Everyone else had bailed. And they were on this shaky sand on Friday night and Saturday, and it was all gone. But what happened? That on Sunday, Jesus walked out of the tomb, and the stone was rolled away. And he said, not only will I roll the stone away, I'll actually stand on top of the tomb that they thought they had killed me with. And I will actually say, now everyone can come and have with me and have life eternally. I will be a rock solid relationship that will never leave regardless of the shifting of the sand. That you can have the assurance that there is a rock solid relationship that you can have because of what Easter promises for you and for every single person. You see, folks, when the, when the stone was rolled away and Jesus stood on top, he actually fulfilled those words that John had said earlier. When he said, For God so loved the world... And it's not just the world that he loves, folks. He loves you and you and you and everyone in the balcony and everyone on the stream. He has this incredible love for all of you. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever would believe in him would not perish, but have eternal life, life forever with him. For God did not send his son in the world to what? What's the next word? Condemn. He didn't come to condemn you, to put you down. He came to love you. He didn't come to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. So what do you get with a rock-solid relationship? You get the rock-solid assurance that one day you will be in heaven and there'll be no more tears, no more crying. You'll have the essence of God. Now today, some of you might be thinking, I want this relationship, Chris. I want a rock-solid relationship because I know that the ground that I'm on right now, it is shaky, it is shifting. Whether it's your finances, your health, a relationship, whatever it is, it's shaky, shifting sand. But the problem is, Chris, I don't know how to get from there to there. I don't know how to get From that place to this place. I'm telling you folks, the only way that you get from shaky, shifting sand to a solid rock is you have to be transported by a third party. You have to give a relationship to the one who knows you best and loves you most. And when you do that, this is what he says. Anyone, and that includes you, anyone, regardless of what you've done in your past, anyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Anyone, everyone who does that will have life with Christ. You are made completely new. You are forgiven of all sins. And anyone who calls upon him will receive that solid rock hope of Christ. So this is how we're going to close. When you walked in today, each one of you received a little rock that looks like this. It's a piece of paper. I'd like you to pull it out right now. If you didn't get one, just raise your hand, and one of our greeters will uh, get that for you. So if you didn't get one, don't feel embarrassed. Don't be like, ah, man, because you're going to need this for the end. And so just raise your hand, and uh, one of our greeters will uh, get this for you. And uh, for those of you that are on the stream, or if you want to on your app, uh, you can just go ahead and you can push the button uh, that looks exactly like this, and it'll show you the same thing. Now, some of you are going through some shakiness in your life. Just raise your hand. They've got them there up in the balcony too. Uh, Some of you are going through some shaky stuff, some emotions, finances, maybe relationships that are just shaky in general. And you've tried multiple things, but nothing's worked. And so maybe today is the first day, in that first little box says, I commit to a rock-solid relationship with Jesus. Today is your day. You came here because someone invited you, but you realize, no, I came because God actually is kind of telling me right now, no, I want this for you. And you will get a promise that will be given for the rest of your life that you'll never have to... Walk on shaky sand again. When the storms come, there'll be something that's solid. And on the back is just your name and your phone number. We're not going to bug you. We're not going to, you know, solicit anything. We just want to encourage you in your walk. Now, maybe others of you are here today, and the reality is is that for you, you've drifted away a little bit, and today you've kind of come back maybe for the first time, and it's your time to recommit, that I'm going to recommit My life to a rock-solid relationship with Jesus. And if that's you, that's the second box. You just check it and you put your name there. So this is how we're going to close. I'm going to give each of you an opportunity to make a choice, one or the other. And then when you're ready, we're going to move this rock up here closer to the stage and there'll be a place where you can actually place this in front of the rock. Whenever you feel comfortable, whenever you're ready, you'll do that. If you're up in the balcony, there's a rock up in the right-hand corner. Whenever you're ready, you feel comfortable, you can take this and you can place it in front of that solid rock. And it's a commitment to saying that I believe now that even when shakiness comes, that Christ will never leave me. He is with me. He is my solid rock. So I'm going to invite us to take a moment to pray right now. And then uh, after that, we'll give you a moment to come and to make your commitment of where you're at with a solid rock relationship with Christ. Let's pray. Well, Father in heaven, we thank you that in a world of shifting sands, where the ground is often unsteady, there is a rock in which we can stand upon And so I pray right now, God, that if anyone is feeling just a little shaky this morning, something in their life, maybe they're feeling depressed, they're feeling anxious, they're feeling overwhelmed, there's some reconciliation in their life that hasn't happened, they're feeling overwhelmed with life in general, that they will come and they will receive the hope that only Jesus can bring. And folks, today, if it's your first day, That you're saying, I want a solid rock relationship with Christ. If it's your first day, I'm going to lead us in a prayer right now. If you're ready to say, Jesus, I need you in my life. Everything's so shaky. I need your love. I need your grace. I need your forgiveness. I need a second chance. I need new life in you. I want the assurance that I'll be in heaven one day. If that's you, then I'm going to lead you in a prayer. And it's not a prayer that you pray by yourself, but I'm going to invite all of us. To pray But for some of you, it'll be the first time where you say, I want this rock-solid relationship with Christ himself. And so if you feel comfortable, if you just bow your head and simply repeat this prayer after me. Jesus, forgive me. Make me brand new. I believe you died and rose again so I could live with you. Fill me with your spirit. So I could know you, serve you, and follow you for the rest of my life. My life is not my own. Today I give it to you. Thank you for new life. Now you have mine. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So I'm going to invite you right now to simply take your rock and to come up here. We'll move the rock up so that you can do that. Or for those of you that are up in the balcony, there's a rock there. And we're going to close in a powerful song of how Christ, Christ is our solid rock. I'm going to go first. I hope many of you will join me.
1: Christ is my firm foundation, the rock on which I stand And everything around me is shaking.